You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hi, and welcome to episode 13 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me, as always, are Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And Vicki Stokes. Hello. How is everyone today? Terrific. Good, 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 good. Believe it or not, we are 11 days away from Thanksgiving here in the United States. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> 11 days. Like, where did the year go? I know. It has gone by fast. And I, I, my due to the Mayan ca- calendar, we're still here, which is really amazing. Isn't it sometime in December? Oh, is it December? I think it's sometime in December. We're Better supposed make to every no day longer. count then. Yeah, Wait I guess so. It's, it's next month? That's when I graduated. It can't happen next month. <laughs> well, we can wait till after you graduate. Okay, great. You graduate. <laughs> I know. I swear, once I turned 18, the years just got quicker and quicker and quicker. No, that's once, the way it feels like to me. 30, that's when things start happening quicker. Yes, December 21st for the end of, end of the world. Sorry. 21st? And when do you graduate? When do you oh, graduate, Vicki? Well, I take my final class on the 15th. So, so long as it's after. You're all set then. You'll have, a little, you'll have a little time to party before the end of the world. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good to know. So a little housekeeping before we get started is, for those who listened to the last episode, you'll notice that the three of us weren't here. We did a Stoplight Network podcast switch where Vicki, Suze, and I took over TechFan, and Guy and Gaz from the MyMac.com podcast were supposed to take over for us. And I'm not really sure what happened, but instead of Guy and Gaz, we had Pusey and Sticky. <laughs> and I'm not really sure who they were, but they yeah. seemed to enjoy themselves. So we just want to say Pusey and Sticky, thanks. And that sounds over. For married women. Hmm. That, yeah. that sounds almost obscene. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought so, too. But, you know, I didn't name them. So it's like Pusey Galore from the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a play on our names, but... Uh, Vicky was married, and I'm not married, so I know it wasn't me. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and some guy named Rim Tobertson. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so I think Guy and Gas were smoking a little. <laughs> oh, that's right. They're not from Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we turn this into a politically. <laughs> charged podcast because thanksgiving is coming up on in 11 days in the united states um for those of you who are not in the united states and aren't aware the day after thanksgiving is called black friday and that's the official start of the holiday shopping season uh we have you know obviously christmas on december 25th hanukkah starts on december 8th kwanzaa begins on the 26th of december and I'm sure there's a few other holidays of, of which I'm unaware. There's uh, Cyber you know, Monday also. Yep, there's Cyber Monday. There's Small Business Saturday. So we thought we would take this time to talk about um, a holiday gift guide and just give some suggestions of different things you could buy for friends and family and loved ones. Um, you know, just to put a couple of ideas in your head and we'll go from there. So the first one that I wanted to talk about is... Sometimes on Thanksgiving, what a lot of families do when they get together is they draw names out of a hat to see who buys gifts for whom. If you have a large family, they are usually, they do family gifts as opposed to individual gifts. What do you get a family when you've got the mom and dad and maybe uh, a family consisting of teenagers and preschoolers? It's hard to find one gift that would be acceptable for everybody. So my suggestion for this would be a Roku box. Now, the reason I chose a Roku box as opposed to an Apple TV is because with an Apple TV, the TV has to be HDTV. 
and I don't have an HDTV where I wanted to put an Apple TV. So I bought a Roku box about a year ago. My bedroom TV is still one of those big, huge 19 or 20 inch CRT TVs. So I bought a Roku box and they come in four different varieties from a Roku LT up to a Roku 2 XS. Prices range from around $50 to $100. They work with or without HDTV. So even if you buy an HD Roku box, it will still work even if your TV is not HD. You can use it to watch Netflix, Hulu, um, Amazon videos. I used it this year to watch um, MLB TV I bought for the first time. And I used that. I actually bought a second Roku box. This one I bought was, the second one I bought was a Roku 2 XS. And I hooked that up to an HDTV to watch MLB TV. It's simple to set up. It's got a lot of free content when you go through that you can watch movies, you can watch podcasts. Some of the podcasts have their own networks that are on the Roku box that you can find. There's sports, there's weather, there's games, there's um, uh, exercise channel, sports channel, TV shows. There's just a ton of stuff that you can choose from at no charge when you go through a Roku box. If you would prefer an Apple TV... An Apple TV is also a great choice if the recipient uses uh, a lot of content from their iTunes. I personally do not, which is why Roku Box is also a better choice for me. But So that would be my first suggestion, would be either a Roku Box or an Apple TV if you're getting something for a family. It's perfect. I think it's a perfect idea because it will, it will, the content can be watched by everyone in the family uh, or an Apple TV. Uh, whether whether you're giving it to a family or as an individual or you just want to give it to someone in your own household, I think that would be, a, if you don't already have one, I think it's it's really something that every family should have. I love our Apple TV. And, you know, with Prime, if you have Amazon Prime, like you said, Elisa, you get the, you can watch movies. And with Netflix, everything is right um, integrated in there. So, you know, we purchased our Apple TV earlier this year and we really like it very, very much. Now you can watch Amazon Prime on Apple TV. Yeah, because you air you would airplay it, right? I don't have Prime. My son has Prime. We're getting Prime because he got Student Prime. That's what was really nice is that you know um, he gets a discount. If any students out there, um, sometimes colleges give you a discount on it, and his university did, and they also covered his Prime free for a year after he graduated. So that was really nice. Um, so we're going to end up getting the prime. I think it's what, like 70, it's $70. Dollars. Yeah. But you it. get free, you get the two day shipping mm-hmm. it's and well you get worth the it. movies. Mm-hmm. It's well worth it. I've been watching on, uh, my Amazon prime. I've been watching, rewatching, I should say the West wing, which is one of my favorite shows ever. So I've been doing that, watching a lot of Amazon prime. Yeah. And also, I, you, in, I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say with the Amazon Prime, if somebody wants to give that for a gift too, because then not only do they, the, mm-hmm. the person get the shipping and the movies, they also can, um, it's it's like a lending library, right? You can take yes. out a book, I think, um, once or twice a month. It's, it's, you can take a book out once a month for your Kindle. It's not every book, so you do have to, you do have to do a search. You can search on your computer, but mm-hmm. you have to do the actual downloading from your Kindle device, whether it's your Kindle um, app. I haven't done it on the Kindle app. I've done it either on my actual Kindle or on my um, Kindle Fire. Okay, because I take out books all the time from the library through OverDrive, and it gives you an option either to download the Adobe EPUB or the Kindle. So I, you know, do it on my Kindle app, and it downloads you know, fine. I like the yeah. formatting. It's pretty good. Yeah. It lets you, the, so the Amazon Prime lets you download one book a month, but you can keep it as long as you want. So if you borrow a book, say today, mm-hmm. and you don't return it until January, that's fine. But you can't take out a book in December. Oh, because okay. Because you still, ha- you still have that book. So it's not like a library where you have two weeks or three weeks or whatever your library rules are. Uh, you can keep it as long as you'd like. But you just can't take out another book. At the same token, if you finish, if you took out the book today and you finish it tomorrow, you can't borrow another one at no cost until December. Yeah, I see. 
But still, it's, you know, I've I've done it. I've, I I think this is the first month in the year that I've had it that I didn't borrow anything, but it's only November 11th. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You, know, you know, I did the whole Hunger Games series was the first three books that I borrowed. Well, I forgot that um, my Apple TV is so old that it actually can run on component or HD um, um, in my interface. It's both. Um, I have like the first generation Apple TV. Um, and I love my Apple TV. I just, I, I, I want to buy uh, one for the other TVs, but can't really justify having more than one Apple TV at, at this moment. It's sort of like silly, especially since I don't watch any movies. But yeah, uh, I have Amazon Prime too. But you know, ladies, I never remember that I have Amazon Prime. <laughs> I, I, I do all the time. I do because of shipping. I do because yeah, yeah. I, I remember I don't that when like I'm shipping wait. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I don't watch videos or anything like that. So I'm sort of you know don't know if I should keep it. I don't, I'm not buying as much stuff from Amazon as I normally do. So. Yeah, no, because you're buying everything on Apple. Your mini, your new iPad, <laughs> your iPhone 5. Are you um, getting an iMac too, Vicky? Are you getting a new, or you have, you've got a MacBook Pro? No, I have a MacBook Air and I'm, I'm thinking about getting rid of it, but I'm not, not going to get an iPad, I'm, um, it, iMac. I can't justify that. Well, I but think, I'm looking for a reason. Give me a good reason now. Well, I was thinking about making you a, a T-shirt for the holidays that said, I win. Because I think you have all the Apple stuff I imaginable, do. all the new stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I'm obsessed with technology. And if I, all you have to do is give me one good reason. Tell me, wow, you can do this. Oh, yeah, I can do that. So now I can buy it. But I'm trying not to do that because especially it's Christmas and I got so many nieces and nephews and family members that... I have to spend money on this season because I've already given away my other tech stuff. <laughs> so I don't care. They can't get that for Christmas. <laughs> All right. That's this and me. Yep. So what do you suggest okay. as a gift? Um, okay. I'm going to step away from Apple for a couple of seconds. And I'm going to suggest that you get what I was going to get before I decided to get the iPad mini, which is the Kindle. Paper white. Um, and Feel that earthquake, everyone? Feel that earthquake? <laughs> <laughs> I held off because I heard about the iPad Mini, but if the iPad Mini didn't come out, I was I was so close to getting the Kindle Paper White, um, and that's because I love to read in bed. I told you that before, and I don't really need the Kindle Fire or the HD and all that other stuff. I think it's nice, but it's it's not an iPad. Um, and I don't need an iPad to read, um, but the, uh, my, you know, my big third generation one is a little bit heavy, and I prefer to have something lighter. And um, I love how small that guy is, how you can just hold it in your hand, and the price is just unbelievable. I think it starts at around one nineteen or something, and of course it goes up with, depending on the configuration that you purchase it. But um, I really am dying to get one just to play around with. I have a friend that, that has one that loves it. Um, and with the built-in Wi-Fi and all those other features, uh, it, it's, it just can't be beat. Um, with the iPad, the cost is almost double, my goodness. So if, it, if all you need is a reader, I cannot see why anybody wouldn't go with the, any of the Kindles if you really want it, so... Um, the price is just un- unbelievable. Uh, and another thing that was great about it, in, in addition to now it has the light and it didn't before, is that long eight-week battery life. That is pretty long for uh, a device. Um, and then you have the unbelievable Amazon uh, library of books. Um, what do you ladies think? It is, I think one of you have a Kindle. I have a second-gen Kindle, and I love it. Yeah. Yep, I've had three of them, and um, I had the first, second, and I have the DX, and um, they've been gifted to other family members now. I think at the iPad, um, but I I just can't. You know, it's so cheap. I'm tempted to just buy one anyway. You know, just buy a small one that doesn't need that much memory. It's, uh, all I need is just for reading. So. Yeah, I mean, if you if you like to read. I can't. I can't recommend a Kindle highly enough. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm really proud of Amazon. They do a really good job. They don't make much money off these things. I think they, they're the end game is you, you download books. Um, the content is where they make their money. But it, it's, a, it's a pretty great device. Very amazing device, especially with their, their technologies they use. But they call it Ink. Um, I'm it's escaping me, and I got it right here in front of me. The um, What's the name of their, the technologies they use? The ink? The, di- the digital ink. The digital the, ink. The e-ink? E-ink, yeah. yeah. Is that the e-ink? It's mm-hmm. uh, it sounds foreign to me for some strange reason. <laughs> but um, I, I, it's perfect for reading. It truly is. I, I would sort of, uh, you can sort of get your iPad to look sort of like that. I've played around with the, uh, the fonts and everything. But Kindle has that down. Um, and uh, the only negative I found with the Kindle, and the reason why I'm with the iPads, I like to read in the dark in my bed. Well, just to like my TV or something like that on. Um, I really don't like to read the, well, my bedroom lights on. Um, and I heard that, that uh, are you aware of this, Suzanne, that they said that, that light, that no lighting or reading iPads in bed can make you yes. uh, cause insomnia? insomnia? Yeah. I know yeah. it's true. It's it's something to do that, and that is a good point, Vicky. Is that if people are reading, is to um, to decrease the t- amount of light. I mean, I know when I read on my Kindle or my iBooks when I'm reading at night, that either I I bring the brightness down on my screen, and that does help because I do suffer from insomnia, or I switch over to a sepia color you know, yeah. to read with. And that, that's also helpful. But yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, 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 I was thinking that maybe that's their plan. <laughs> they want you to stay up and read more and download more books. <laughs> well, you know, Great to me, strategy. to me, this is the modern equivalent of, I was a voracious reader when I was a child and I still am, but I used to, my parents, you know, would have a curfew for bedtime and I like many other kids I would read with either by the street light you know I'd go by the window and read because I just could not put the book down or I'd put a flashlight and, and put you know I'd hide myself under the covers and read on, well, by a flashlight <laughs> so you know I know that's probably why I'm wearing glasses now but you know that's the iPad does the same thing and you know I think the light you know my husband is a light sleeper and the light doesn't seem to bother him at all. Of course, I, t- I tone it down at night, too, because I just think it's better. It's easier on the eyes when it's not quite so bright. Yeah. yeah. But that being about uh, late at night, nobody, no sound, nobody's calling, no TV, just you and your book. It's just like a cozy little environment that you create. I and that, that's, that's can't be beat with, uh, with, I'm assuming, the Kindle or the iPad. I agree. And because I was originally going to do the stylus first, instead, because we're talking about reading in bed, um, there is a stand that you might be interested in, and our listeners might be interested in. It's called the Prop and Go Hybrid iPad Stand. It's also for the Kindle, though, or, you know, for a laptop. But basically, it has a, it's a padded, you know, for your lap. And it has different angles that you can put, you can insert your iPad or your Kindle or whatever device you have, your tablet. I should just say tablet since, you know, we have the Surface now and the Nexus Galaxy and everything. But so you can put that in there and basically you can adjust, um, I think it goes from 7 degrees up to 75 degrees, you know, so it has different angles. You You can find the angle to adjust your uh, tablet or your laptop so it's comfortable to read and it's padded so I mean you can use it not just for bed but you can use it like if you're sitting in a recliner or a chair and it also has which is really nice it has a padded storage compartment so you can put your device in there if you only read your Kindle at night you can put your Kindle into this this padded um, uh, uh, stand, so I really, I really think this stand would be a great present for those um, people that are really difficult, you know, to buy for. If they ha- they like to read on their uh, tablet or their device, and they like to read in bed, and this is, I think, it's only like um, it starts off as thirty five dollars on up to sixty because you can get different ones. So that's really nice as well. So you're not, they have a light version, they have. Um, you know, a, a, a really nice uh, super padded version. So 
it ranges about $35 on up to $60. I think it's a great present. So that's the prop and go. Um, and we'll have the in the show notes, the link that you can take a look at that. This is definitely cool looking. And I like how it's got um, a place for you to store, you know, your power charger. Yeah. Underneath. Or your headphones. You can put yeah. your headphones in there. Yeah. And uh, it's just, just, just a really nice, I think it's just a really nice concept. You know, so, and so it has the 14 adjustable angles. Like I said, it goes from seven degrees or nine degrees up to 75. You know, if you want the storage department, uh, storage compartment, not department, that's going to cost you about 50. And they, they do sell them on Amazon. So they are linked to Amazon on their website. Sounds cool. So that's very cool. Can I jump in here right quick? Sure. No. They, no. So, <laughs> it sort of segues into what my next one, which is um, the Magnus iPad stand, since we're talking about stands. Yeah. Um, uh, and what drew my eye to this is that it's a magnetic stand that, that connects right to the back of your iPad, so you can have it on your desk. And the silhouette of it looks exactly like the iMac. It's really, really thin. It's really, you can actually leave it on your desk so you can travel with it because it's so lightweight. Um, uh, and, and it has magnets that attaches to the back of the iPad, and it, 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 which means that even if you have the cover on it, you could still attach it. You could have it setting up as, an, as in a portrait or in a landscape mode. And I just thought it looked so beautiful that if you're into the aesthetics of everything, that it, it's just perfect. And it, um, I forgot who has it up. I mean, someone on my job has That it. is beautiful. Mm, this is a nice. beautiful stand. I thought, I thought that they had it, uh, it was like some cover or something. And um, when I looked at it, I saw that it was actually just a little magnetic little thing that sits on the back. And it's so lightweight um, that he travels with me, brings us to work all the time. Um, I thought it was just beautiful. And you have it sitting on your desk. You could just put your photos. That's what he had, like photos of his kids on his desk, flashing past. I thought they looked so great on the desk. And I immediately ordered one, and I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> Vicki, this, this design is so clean and minimalistic yes. that it's something yeah. that, to me, Apple would have designed. If they were yeah. going to design a stand for the iPad, this would be the type of – this is almost – this is reminiscent of a Johnny Ive design. You know, I yeah. really – I love the line on this. It, it really – Again, it's it's one of those uh, very powerful designs that is so clean and minimalistic that when you put your iPad on there, it's almost like you, you could put like a painting that you've designed or a photograph that you've designed because it, it makes it into a work of art. I love this case. Yeah. I love this a, stand. It's so expensive. It's $50, um, which, you know, sounds to me like Apple probably would have designed it for the price of $50 a lot, <laughs> but it's. It's just so beautiful. I, I just—I like in the photo. I like in the photo gallery that they've got a picture of it at a nightstand. Yeah, yeah. And it just looks like it's just like it's just floating in the air. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I, I want what I want to do with mine is set it on my nightstand and just have my clock. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. The clock. Because they have, they have some great clock apps. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, like there's a Van Gogh clock app. There's a bunch of app. Uh, clock apps in the app store and yeah something like that would be absolutely it's beautiful yeah i love that so all right that was my stand nice yours just segued perfectly vicky into into mine okay cool and you had just said that you are going to use yours on your nightstand as a clock app one of the things that you can do with your ipod your iphone or your ipad is you can use it uh, attached to a speaker dock for example, they have one on Amazon called the oops, wrong one, the iHome App Enhanced App Enhanced iPod, iPhone, iPad Alarm Clock Speaker Dock. Now, of course, there's there's tons you can choose from as far as speaker docks are concerned. I happen to like iHome. I've have a few of their products and I've been very happy with them. But this is a product. It's currently eighty five dollars on Amazon. But it's a product where you would attach either your phone, your iPad, or your iPod and turn it into an alarm clock. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just one more option. 
you know, I just thought that was kind of um, kind of a cool thing. You can, you know, that way you're charging your device at the same time as using it as as a as a like a like a clock radio mm. type of. And plus, it has speakers, so yeah, you can like also it. listen with the music. And also, speaking of speakers. That's something else that you could get as a gift. And again, this is iHome because I have experience with iHome. These are iHome Bluetooth wireless mobile speakers. This particular uh, price is $62.81. Again, you can do a search, look for something else. But if you want to listen to music, sometimes the volume on your iPad or iPhone or iPod just isn't loud enough. But you don't want to have to attach cords this is a great choice. A wireless, you can move, you can bring it outside with you. You can move them around the house. You can have your iPad in one room, have your speakers in another. I'm not sure what the distance is with the Bluetooth. I think it's usually 30 feet. Yeah, wireless range up to 30 feet. So maybe your iPad is in the house, but your speakers are out on the deck or in your backyard on your patio. So I like that someone, idea. Yeah, so especially, especially good for someone who is... Um, Enjoys listening to music. Or just throw, throw it on Pandora or yep. Radio Paradise, mm-hmm. and yep. there yep. you go. Yeah. Yep. You can be outside maybe sitting on your deck, relaxing, reading a book on your Kindle, and uh, listen to music uh, from Pandora with the wireless speakers. Yeah, I like that a lot. I yeah. too. Yeah. In fact, I have to get myself a set. Well, then this segues into the chefs out there. Um, Not that- Lisa. <laughs> That love to use specifically me. <laughs> that love to use their um, apps that we review, that uh, we did our um, cooking and app podcast a while ago. So if you're using like a Mario Batali or Epicurious app on your iPad or any type of recipes, there's this Belkin came out with a stand called the Chef Stand and Stylus. It's fabulous. It has a non-stick. Um, back underneath it very minimalistic great line so you put your ipad in there it has it at a fairly nice angle it has two different angles that you can use that you can select but it's also compatible with all the ipads and the ipad mini but it also has a stylus so say for instance you know you've got your hands sticky if you're making bread or doing whatever it comes with a stylus that has a magnet that can wake up your ipad from sleep and you can basically scroll through the recipe with the stylus. And everything is washable. So you can um, hand wash using warm soapy water, you know, the stand and the stylus. I, I have this on my Christmas list because I think this is great. It's thirty nine ninety nine. You can find them at Target and Best Buy. And I think you can get it through Amazon. But I put the link on the Belkin site. So for those... Um, People out there that love to cook, you know, using their, not necessarily using a cookbook, but using the recipes that are available uh, with the apps and the blog sites on the iPad, there you go. Uh, I kind of use my iPad as a cookbook now, so I really, I, I love this stand. Uh, I love this stand. And it has a video, so the link, if you go to the link and you're uncertain about it, check out the video. Because you can use it in landscape and portrait mode, um, your iPad. And it's compatible with the iPad Mini. Yes, it is. Oh. Which I think yeah. is great. So there you go, Vicki. You're good to go. <laughs> I'm just sort of curious now how this is going to be because it's so small. The screen's so small in terms of looking at my recipes when I'm trying to cook. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. Hmm. Oh, well. You can't have everything, can you? Well, you know what? I, you know what? I, I don't know if that's a viable argument because before I had my iPad, I used to use Epicurious and the Bart, Mar- Mario Batali app on my iPhone. I didn't, yeah, yes, that's true. And, I just buy iPhone yeah, also. And Mark Bittman's How to Cook Everything. I used to throw that. Or the blogs. I'm on a ton of food blogs. Like, I love Tartalet. And um, so I, I just would get the recipes. And, you know, my hand, I love the fact that this has a stylus because they're absolutely right. You know, you start touching your iPad with sticky fingers and, you know, your screen gets all mucked up. So that was a really clever idea to, to put a... Uh, stylus specific with a magnet to wake it up um, option with this, you know, to include that. You'll be fine with your mini. You'll you'll love it. Yeah. I, I imagine so. Okay, so mine is a product um, that was funded by Kickstarter. I think we talked about Kickstarter before, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah. They fund different um, tech projects. Uh, it's called Daymaker. When I saw this product, I just giggled. I thought it was just so cute. 
Um, it's an iPhone charging alarm clock toaster. It allows you to charge two iPhones at the same time. <laughs> and you press them down. You set your alarm, you press them down, and when the alarm clock goes off, they'll pop up. And then you see, <laughs> you see your iPhone. I thought that was so cute. Um, only negative about it is that it's $100. It's a little expensive. Um, but you do get the option of charging two iOS devices. So that... Um, may help a bit, but $100 is a bit high. Um, I, I I think I have some nieces that have like some i um, some uh, a couple of iPods that it was really cute for them. Uh, I know that what they were end up doing is pressing that uh, iPhone iPods back down and snoozing because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you go to snooze mode. You just press it back down and it did it allow you to sleep a little longer. So um, I don't know how uh, effective that will be in terms of getting them to wake up. But it would be pretty cool for it to pop up and start playing your music and, or do whatever. But it's it's a cute little gadget. I wish the price was a little lower, but um, I thought that was just such a cute, cute product that um, I had to mention it. Uh, it. It also has an analog clock on the front of it. So uh, what happens is your iPhone can pop up. And if you have an o'clock app, you probably you'll be able to see the, the iPhone face and see the time. But that's not necessary because there is a clock on the front of it. And it, you, uh, there's an iPod app which, which will let, let you play back music once it pops up. And as I said before, you just press it back down for the snooze control. Um, I think it's a pretty cute project. Uh, I mean, pro- uh, product. And, and it's great. The only thing, Vicky, is I. They said the funding was unsuccessful, so they may have to refund it. Yeah, they may have to redo. redo yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at that. I was thinking, geez, that's the reason why I didn't didn't order it. Uh, <laughs> but also you know, because it was a hundred dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, the price. They but, they got forty thousand. They I don't know why yeah. it's two hundred seventy five thousand dollars was their goal because that seems really high. Really, really high. And not but, only that, they, the price was a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's like fifty dollar range because it's a nice, it's a nice to have. Which is, in my opinion, Christmas is about giving people those nice to have things that they wouldn't otherwise buy themselves. Why do you buy somebody something that they could buy themselves, or they would think about buying themselves? So it's it's one of those gifts that I I would consider it if I, if I could have, could have purchased it. So. Yeah. But it's not to say that they won't come out with it. So, you know, people yeah. could still just check out their website. It's Habico, and they've come out with other things. So it's a, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a good company. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, on a, a more serious side, <laughs> a lot of people, we talked about this two episodes ago, a lot of people know they're supposed to back up their hard drives, and for whatever reason, they don't. Whether it's they forget or they think it's too difficult, for whatever reason, they just don't do it, and they... Think about it when it's too late, after they've already had a hard drive crash and their irreplaceable photos are totally gone. So what you might want to get someone who's in that situation is a membership to Crash Plan or Carbonite for off-site backup. It only costs about $50 a year. There's different types of plans depending on what type of, what, how much data you want to, you want to, um, back up to the cloud. But the nice thing about something like Crash Plan or Carbonite is that it's off-site. So if, God forbid, you have a fire, a flood, a theft, and the hard drive that has your data is stolen, you still have all that data backed up to the cloud. And I've been using Crash Plan for about two months now, and I'm very happy with it. And I know that, and I know that at any time I can get my data back if need be. I also have another hard drive that I'm using for a crash plan backup locally so that if I don't have it on one side, I have it on the other. So what you might want to do is get the recipient a membership to crash plan. And if your budget allows, also purchase a hard drive, an external hard drive for the the recipient. And that way they can do the crash plan or the carbonite backup both locally and in the cloud. And if the hard drive's large enough, large enough, they can also do either a super duper or a carbon copy, carbon copy cloner backup for a clone of their drive, so that they have all their bases covered. That's a nice stocking stuffer. Yeah, 
I mean, and, and like you said, Vicky, it's it's one of those gifts maybe for someone who has everything, but just never got around to backing up for whatever reason. Yeah. Now you're now you're kind of pushing them, pushing them into it. And there's also, um, if it's if it's something that you and or your recipient are a little uncomfortable, not really sure how to do it, there is a new take control of crash plan book from um, Tidbits that does a great job explaining what to back up, what not to back up, what all the settings mean, how to do it. So when I did my initial backup, I did not have this book and I just threw everything up in the cloud, which I shouldn't have done, but I did. When I did my local backup, I had the book on my iPad and I just followed along for the local to say, okay, this is what I need to back up. This is what I don't need to back up. This is how I set it up. And in a few hours, my hard drive was backed up. So, you know, depending on your budget, you might want to go the crash plan, the hard drive, and the book, or any combination. That is pretty cool. You know, mm. um, I, I remember uh, when we were kids, our, our um, stocking stuffers were filled with things like uh, oh, uh, the Lifesaver book thing. You remember that? Oh, Yes. <laughs> Now you can put, you know, your little gift certificate to crash gift plan. Certificate to crash plan. <laughs> That's a great idea. I was thinking about just disc by giving people, you know, backup disc, you know, portable backup disc and stuff like that. But what good is it if they don't really have a method or some kind of way to to automate their backups? Because you, if you th- if you most people don't think about their backups. And it shouldn't be something you think about other than in terms of let's make sure it's backing up properly and checking it. Um, but if you don't have any kind of plan, you got all these discs. I like I have a million of them, and you're not using them to back up your software or automatically do it. You know, you're not okay today. I need to back up my software. No one does that. No one has the time to do it unless you just uh, just really obsessive about backing up stuff. So. It's it, you should have some kind of automated plan, even if you are, if you even if you do manually back up stuff, because the one day that you forget to do it is the day that you know it, you have the the but the hard disk crash. I'm sorry, you guys, my phone is going. You 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 need your backups when awful things happen, and it's too late to back up after those things have happened. For instance, with Lisa, when you had your issues with your brand new hard drive. You know, fortunately you had other methods of, uh, um, of backups uh, implemented. Otherwise you would have been without any data. Well, for me, I have two quick ones for um, iPhoneographers. And the first one, or, or artist, I should, I should back up and say artist and iPhoneographers, is the Sensu brush stylus. I love this brush stylus. It's probably one of the better brush styluses I've ever used on the iPad. And what makes it so unique is that it has a very fine tip. It's not like some of the other brush styli that are out there. This particular stylus has a real tip, like a, almost like a, um, a round brush for artists that have used round brushes. So the fibers are very, very tight, and I love that. It has a comfort grip, you know, so... Basically, it has an extender, so it comes, I would say it's probably about four inches long, and you just remove the cover, you put it on the back, and it has a rubber tip, so you have a rubber tip stylus and the brush stylus, so it's two stylus store styli in one, and so you have that extender um, handle, and I love using it with Art Rage, I love using it with the app Paper, it's just it's just really beautiful. It's very, very sensitive to the capacitive touchscreen. I think that it was a Kickstarter project, and it's one of the better Kickstarter projects that have come available for consumers. So it's about $40. You can order it through the Sensu site. I don't, I'm not sure if Amazon has it or not, but I have found that... You know, using this brush, it just really flows with whether you're using a sketching app or whether you're using a paint app. And I think it would be a great stocking stuffer um, for any 
person that loves to draw or paint on their iPad. I think it's just a fantastic product. And then the other product that I have is the iPhone telephoto lens. So if you're using your iPhone, you know that when you go to Zoom, it really produces a lot of digital noise and artifacting in your photos. Unfortunately, that's just the nature of the beast with a small camera. But the iPhoto Jojo came out with a telephoto lens. And granted, it's not, you know, high-quality glass. It's plastic. And it's $35. They have one for the um, iPhone 5, which is brand new. That is a 12X lens. And then the one for the 4 and the 4S iPhone is an 8X lens. And it does come with a case. And it also comes with a small tripod. So... I just love the fact that, you know, they have a little telephoto. So check out the Photo Jojo site. I've always had really good luck buying stuff with Photo Jojo. I've always really liked their their generic, you know, products that they've come out with. So for 35 bucks, you can't go wrong. It's not, like I said, it's not like the $100, uh, over $100 um, Schneider uh, telephoto lens for the iPhone. But, you know, for 35 bucks, and you can get your... Uh, photos, you know, a little closer, your subjects a little closer, why not try it out? So those are the two, the two stocking stuffers that I have for, for iPhoneographers and artists. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm going to get that mess because that's one of the major problems. <laughs> My dog isn't is cool? out in the backyard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I said, isn't it cool? Yeah. I'm like, um, my dog is in the backyard and he's doing something cute, but I'm too far away. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. my, that's my dilemma. And $35 is not that much. I, I couldn't see 100 bucks. just a bit much. I'm not a very good photographer. But I do understand what you're saying about the noise because most of my pictures are. I'm trying to zoom and get closer and closer to the subject, and it just looks awful. You yeah. know, yeah, it's just not even worth taking the picture. So. And Robert Kappa, who is a wonderful photographer, long since passed, but I... You know, to paraphrase him poorly, he said, you know, if your photos, if your images are not good enough, you're not close enough. So, you know, yes, you can try to physically get closer to your subject, but sometimes you just can't, especially if you're doing, if you're in the city and you, you know, you want to take a, a long shot, uh, you know, for 35 bucks. And the case allows you to screw in the lens, which I think is great. So it's not going to fall off because it's a little long lens, but like, you know, it's light because it's, it is plastic components in it. So for $35, they're saying that it's like a Sigma 500 millimeter lens. I don't know if I'd go that far, but, you know, for $35, um, I think it's, it's, it's probably one of the least expensive lenses out there. I've been happy with the Photo Jojo lens. I bought the, um, I think it was $35 too. It was the wide angle and it's two lenses in one, the wide angle and the macro. And I've had some really good shots with that macro. Yes, it does have some vignetting around the edges that happens, but you can get it out with Snapseed or any other app. So those are my two contros, contributions. Okay. You know, I always listen to your photo uh, recommendations. So. <laughs> Thank you. At least I'm trying. Time. I'm trying. <laughs> so Vicki, did you have anything else? I wanted to bring up the what I'm planning on hinting, hitting, hitting heavily to my family members is the Fujitsu snapshot scanner. And I want the S1500 because it is the one that I need. I, I have uh, the little portable snapshot. I forgot which model it is. And it's great, but you have to manually feed stuff into it. And that is just too much of a hassle. Um, I get a lot of uh, documents from school and um and I have to scan them in and it gets to be such a hassle to have to manually do uh do this and um I saw a demonstration of this particular product and I fell in love with it um my current scanner uh that I have you know that those the, the built-in scanners that you have with most of your um, little uh, PhotoSmart or, or whatever um, all-in-one printers. It's also a manual process and uh, it just takes so much effort just to scan things and sometimes they don't even work properly. I've never had that issue with any other physician scan uh, snap products. Even the manual one, they work beautifully. The software, the interfaces to it, the optical software that comes in where they can create PDFs 
I just love Fujitsu products. Uh, I saw them at the first Mac World that I went to, and that's when I bought my ScanSnap, and I have never gone back. So I hit, hit, hit family members. I want that ScanSnap S1500 because I really need, I need a document feeder that's going to automatically, uh, a professional uh, scanner. I don't really want, uh, well, uh, if they buy me that, I'll let them have my, Scan snap, my little portable manual. <laughs> That's what I have. I think it's the S eleven hundred. Yeah, I, I really. Yeah. I fact, I was using it yesterday. I really like it too. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will give them that if they buy me the S fifteen hundred, which I is about four hundred and ninety five dollars. It's expensive. It- you remind me of Ralphie on Christmas Story, you know, when he's talking about the Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> because you're like, I want the Fujitsu model of 149. Oh, it just cracked me up because that's exactly how my kids are too. We're very specific on model numbers because we do not like mistakes made on Christmas Day. No, we so, don't. That's not the one I wanted. Yeah, we don't return many things. We get things, we try to get everything right. There's not a lot of surprises. Okay, I got, I've got five, I got two brothers and three sisters now they can all pull together on this now <laughs> yeah right yep right that's it okay well okay. I, oh go ahead i was gonna say um i think what we're going to talk about a couple about a little bit about apps and one thing i wanted to mention about apps is if you want to you can gift an app maybe not, not may not have known that but you can gift apps as long as they are ios apps all you would do is choose the apps that you want and then there's a little drop-down box next to the price, and you would just click on Gift This App. And then another screen would come up, and you would just put in the information of you know the email address of the recipient, their name, um, any little message you wanted to put in, like Happy Holidays, Happy Birthday. And then you would put in your billing information, and then the recipient would get a link saying, hey, you've just been gifted you know, Angry Birds by Suze. And then it gives you a link, and then you would just download it. You cannot gift apps in the Mac App Store. I'm not really sure why that is, but the best you could do is maybe give them a uh, an iTunes card for the amount of the app and just say, hey, this is for, um, you know, whatever app in the Mac App Store. So I'm not sure if that's something, if there's a reason for that specifically or if it's something that they might do in the future. But as of right now, you cannot gift an app from the Mac App Store, but you can from iOS. So I just thought I'd throw yeah, that out there point. for people yeah. who want, it's especially good for people who maybe um, you've got someone that you work with or a friend that you just want to get them a little something. You only want to spend a couple of dollars. You're not really sure. And you're always talking to them about playing Angry Birds or playing Words with Friends or some other game that costs a few dollars. Gift it to the friend. And now the friend has the game and the two of you comply. I don't, don't understand why they don't let you gift. Um, macOS apps. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if it's got something to do with sandboxing. If it's the price, I honestly, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. Um, the best I could do is if I wanted to give you like a fifty dollar app as a gift. The best I could do is give you a gift card mm-hmm. and say, here, this is for you to buy. You know, whatever. I just don't like I'm, things not being uniform. That there's different rules for iOS, different rules for macOS. App Store should be an App Store. I'm sorry, I'm going to criticize Apple. Da da da. I mean, I know. <laughs> First time. But it, it, I just find it silly, you know. And I, I don't, it, there's no rhyme or reason for that. I, I understand that cost may be an issue, but I could, I could actually give, oh, there's, there's a, a $30 Mac OS uh, app. I could give 10 um, iOS apps that, that can add up to that if they're worried about uh, fraud or something like that. Or there are some iOS apps that are sort of expensive that you could give to somebody. So um, I, I just don't get it. And um, I have family members who would not otherwise buy apps, but they're computers and they're relatively new to Mac. And it would just be convenient for me to be able to just say, hey, here, I bought this for you. Put it on your stupid computer and don't call me. Anymore, <laughs> you know? so, like like the the one password and different apps that I think they need to have, and I'm trying yes, to tell them yes. that this is what you need, you know, and uh, it, it would just make life so much easier. And and then I wouldn't have to get into their log on to their i i uh, their app um, 
and I be and do it for them. I mean, I, I think they prefer me not to be um, doing something like that. And we just, I don't know. That's me. Let me get off of like my. Well, I was still. Well, I was just going to say that's once once you um, gift them a particular app, and they've downloaded onto their computer, but they don't know. They're still unsure, especially if it's a new user. They're still unsure what they're supposed to do and how you set it up. You can go in through iChat and take over their computer. Yep, exactly. And set it up. Because I, like I said, I do that with my father a lot. Yep. Um, that's, that's, that's the reason why. That's exactly what I'm talking about. about. Things. I was you know, talking like, to my sister. She needs one password. And she goes, well, I don't know what this is. And then I said, and I have to log on to her computer, get into her I, Apple ID. Well, if she's there, she can actually log on for me. And then I can just take over and do what it needs to be done. But sometimes I just want to get it to them, you know. I'm saying I always want you to do this, you know. Uh, I want you to have this, so because they're resistant or I'm afraid they won't use it. So I said, look, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to set it up. I want to want everything working so you can stop having problems with people hacking into your accounts because you have such an easy password or whatever. I mean, it could be Apple's point of view might possibly be that they don't. They don't want, how do I word this properly? Um, because all right, if I gift you an app, you may not want that app that I've gifted you. That costs, you know, the, the, the $30 one password. Maybe you don't want it. Mm-hmm. So, but you're kind of required to take it now because I gifted it to you. But you can delete it. Just like you do on your iOS device. Uh, that's not that's not quite what I'm trying to say. It's something something about maybe putting something on your computer that you don't necessarily want, or maybe you're not totally aware of what goes on your computer. Maybe that's Apple's point of view, since you personally are not making the purchase. Yeah, if but they don't make, have to download it. That's true, but then you've just wasted all that money by gifting it. So maybe in Apple's mind, they're saying if you personally download an app you are responsible for that app being on your computer. Whether you know what it does or not, you chose to click on the buy button. As opposed to me handing it to you and saying, here, I just paid for this app, put it on your machine. You may not know what it's all about. Maybe that's what Apple's thinking, as opposed to an iOS, which isn't going to do as much, quote-unquote, damage, possibly. Mm -hmm. And damage really isn't even the right word. Well, I think there should be, Apple should offer an option that if you get gifted, it's not that you're rejecting it, but you can either accept it or you can have a credit for the amount of that app. So mm-hmm. basically, you can accept the app if it's four ninety nine, or you say, well, that's really nice of that person, but I really don't want that app. I would rather have, you know, Camera Plus or something. I'm just using that as an example. Mm-hmm. So it'd be nice if you can say, okay, I, I'll accept it. I don't want that app. So you could reject it. And then instead, you get a credit for the amount of the app. So if it's $1.99 or $4.99, whatever the app is, I think that is really a nice way of, you know, the, the person doesn't know that you've rejected that particular app, but you're able to still use that particular amount. I don't know how hard that would be, but I think that would, it's just like having it, you know, uh, $2.99 in your account so you can, you know, use it on a song or something else. So and, just, and, and will just I know that you... Would I know that you just unprinted no. my app that I gave you? No. <laughs> no, because when you get the email, you could go to the link. So basically, you'd get sent a link that said, you know, they've, you know, um, I, I don't even know if they, they, they do that right now. I can't remember the last time I gifted an app. But, you know, you could either accept it or reject it. And if you reject it, you you would just basically get that amount to put towards another song or app in the app store. Again, you would it would be app store specific or iTunes specific, but still would be better than wasting it. I think that, that that is an excellent marketing idea. And especially for Christmas, apps are very inexpensive in comparison to most of the tech stuff that we deal with. And um, I don't really see Apple really mentioning this gift, this gifting thing. Well, you, you know, know the they thing, don't really market that at all. I don't think they have to. There's 750 thousand apps in the app store and some are good. No, no, no. I'm just saying that people would buy more, you know. Uh, I mean, all those apps that you listed as 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 um, uh, holiday gifts, they're not that very expensive, you no. know. I think about how many more apps people will buy if they thought, okay, I can give this to somebody. Um, I don't even think about it most of the time. I, I 
I tell them about it and I hope they're going to download it. I don't really think about gifting things to people. Well, I always like tell that. people if they ask me, Suze, you know, what do you want for a gift? I'll say an iTunes gift card. You know, they, I can, they can never go wrong with an Amazon or iTunes gift card only because yeah. I can buy a book. I can buy a, I can buy a Kindle book for my Kindle app on my oh, iPhone. Oh, I say Amazon all the time. You know? yeah. And yeah. I love my iTunes gift card because even though I review apps, I always have apps that on my list that I want to have, you know, or songs that I want to have. You know, there's a couple yeah. of albums I want to get. You know, th- that's the one thing about Pandora I like. I have to always run over and find out who's singing or doing who the artist is because I'll think, oh, my God, I have to have that particular CD. So, but some of the apps that I would suggest for gift giving um, is the if you're a Star Wars fan, I, you know, my, my son has this issue about Rovio because they've made billions of dollars on Star Wars and they have, he feels they're they're being greedy because they have an in-app purchase. I mean, if you want to go to other worlds in Star Wars, it's going to cost you a couple bucks for Dagobah and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's, you know, we, we had a big discussion at the table the other night and I thought, well, you know, you know, in-app purchases, if you, if you get so many levels, the first 80 levels are free, you're, you know, well, they're not free, but you're paying for that. I, I think that's, that's just the way things are marketed now. The in-app purchases, good or bad, I think that's what developers are doing to to squeeze more money out of the app. If it's a well-designed app that I'm getting a lot of enjoyment for, like The Room, I just played The Room, I have no problem paying five bucks for that. I The entertainment value is definitely worth it compared to what, you know, if you buy Call of Duty for PlayStation, it's 50 bucks, you know, and for $5, I think I'm getting my money's worth. But I would definitely recommend Angry Birds Star Wars HD for the iPad. It's $2.99. Um, other, you know, worlds, like I said, is for extended play, it's going to cost you more. But it looks beautiful on the iPad 3. Um, I don't know about the iPad 4. I'm assuming just as gorgeous. And, of course, they have the Angry Birds Star Wars for a dollar. That is for the um, iPhone, the iPod Touch. And the iPad as well, but the HD is really specific for the high retina display. Then Paper by 53, I've talked about this in some of our podcasts. It's a gorgeous app. Um, 53 is the company. It is a freemium app, so you get one tool and eraser um, and nine, a nine-color palette for free. The interface is just absolutely exquisite. You can send your drawings as PDFs, save them as PDFs, excuse me, um, if you want to unlock the color mixer, which is a very intuitive uh, way to mix color now that they've just come out with the past few weeks, that's going to cost you $1.99. And each tool is $1.99, but you can buy them all, I think, for $6.99. So in total, the app might cost you $10 if you want to unlock everything. There's another one if you have people that are enjoying yoga, Yoga Studio by Modern Lotus. It's $2. It's compatible with all the iDevices. It's fabulous. You can set up your whole routine. And for kids, I'm telling you, I just wish I could go back and be a kid again. I'd be so much smarter in math and physics. Monster Physics is just a fabulous app. It's 99 cents. They do have a free light version, but it teaches kids about physics. And Creatorverse, actually, you create things and you animate it. That is $4.99. I saw a video on it, and I saw some um, some videos of what it, uh, educators are using Creatorverse. It's just fabulous. And um, I think those two apps would be great for kids. So that's it. That's my holiday gift list, everyone. (laughs) And on that note, we are running a little bit long. So we're going to wrap it up. Obviously, there are just tons more ideas out there of the things that we just didn't have time to touch on, like getting um, actual software, like we we did mention it a little bit at the Mac App Store, or just going to the website and getting software for someone. If you know someone is into photography or graphics, getting them Photoshop Elements 11, uh, getting someone a, a how-to book like the, the Dummies book or the Missing Manual books, which focus on one topic. And they can learn more about that particular topic. So there's plenty out there. Uh, we just hope that this was just a nice uh, cross-selection of different different holiday ideas. If you have some ideas, some suggestions that you want to add to the list, please leave us a comment on 3geekyladies.com. The number three is spelled out. We'd love to hear what your uh, love to hear what your holiday ideas are. And on that note, we would like to wish all of you in the United States and wherever you are that celebrate Thanksgiving a happy, 
healthy and safe Thanksgiving. And we will see you back in a few weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I guess so. What do you mean you guess so? Prove your geek red. I don't need to prove myself to you. I'm the new host of the geekiest show ever. We will see about that. Don't you just hate it when droids think they have all the control and don't know their role? You know, they forget that we can turn the power off. Oh no, you can't. Oh yes, I can. Don't, please. I'll be good. That's better. Nothing worse than artificial intelligence being, well, unintelligent. Head across to iTunes and subscribe to the Geekiest Show Ever podcast, the only show truly dedicated to geekery.